Welcome back to Perfect Pitch with Nick Healy Hutchinson and his fresh approach to the world of classical music. Whether you're an expert or a beginner, old or young, Perfect Pitch has something for everyone. Pablo de Sarasate, born in Pamplona in 1844, is not a name you'll hear too often these days. But in his time, he was one of the great violin virtuosos, who was much in demand not just in his native country of Spain, but all over the world. In the same way that Tchaikovsky, Chopin and Liszt were all good enough to have piano competitions named after them, there's a violin competition in his name in Pamplona. He took a lot of pride in his talent and famously refused to play the Brahms Violin Concerto because he was damned if he was going to stand with his fiddle in silence for a full three minutes, while another solo instrument, the oboe, got the opening melody in the second movement. But he was no slouch when it came to composing either, even if his output was minimal. And yet the two or three pieces for which he is now best known clearly had an impact on Camille Saint-Saëns in his Rondon Capriciosa, written for and dedicated to him, as well as Max Brook in his Scottish fantasy. The piece for which he is most well known is Zigeunerweisen, Gypsy Tales, a single movement work for violin and orchestra with four distinct sections the first three of which range from stately to gentle and melancholic, culminating in a finale to test the best. And here is unquestionably one of them, Itzhak Perlman with the Abbey Road Ensemble, conducted by Lawrence Foster.
in the very first episode of Perfect Pitch, we listened to the third of Schubert's impromptus in his first set, and I think it's high time we listen to another, the second. Only Schubert could manage to make running up and down a keyboard so absolutely charming. Mitsuko Ushida is one of his finest interpreters. Thank you. 
I can tell you from bitter experience that the French horn is an exceedingly difficult instrument to play. Until the beginning of the 19th century, it didn't have any valves on it at all. Those are the stops similar to the ones you will see on a trumpet to assist in finding the right pitch. And even when they were introduced, they were pretty basic. So the results in the concert hall were varied at best, with notes being frequently missed altogether. The advances made since then enable a far warmer sound, and I can't imagine that this highly unusual piece, written for the instrument by Robert Schumann, would have sounded anything other than a bit of a mess. In 1849, he wrote a work for four horns and orchestra, a format which I'm fairly certain no one has attempted since. It's effectively a concerto for four horns and orchestra, with three clear movements rolled into one. The only downside of just listening is that you don't get the rather wonderful visual effect of four horns lining up centre stage. But it's a fabulous, happy piece, which is not often played. So here's a rare opportunity to listen to it in full. Schumann's Concertstück for Four Horns and Orchestra is played here in a live performance by the WDR Orchestra, conducted by Heinz Holliger. The soloists are Paul van Selm, Ludwig Rast, Rainer Jokovic and Joachim Perltl. People often generalise that Schumann did not have a happy life, but there's actually plenty of evidence to the contrary, and I rest my case with music like this.
That's it for this week. Nick will be back again soon. Please rate and comment on any of the previous episodes, and if you like what you hear, take a moment to press the follow button, as it helps to spread the word.